Welcome to the Family Bible Journey. Do you want more good algorithms in your life? Did you know that when you subscribe to the podcast, when you follow us on Facebook and Instagram, when you like and love our posts and pages, the internet machine will find new ways to send good, encouraging content into your life? So please, subscribe, follow, like, and love away, that you can continue to be blessed and encouraged in your journey through the Bible. And as always, thanks for listening. And so here we are, the final chapter of Genesis, chapter 50. This is episode 41, season one of the Family Bible Journey Old Testament podcast. Today we're looking at Genesis chapter 50. The title of today's podcast is God is Faithful. Our key verses for today's podcast are verses 19 to 21, where we read, Joseph said to his brothers, Do not fear. Am I in the place of God? As for you, you meant evil against me, but God meant it for good to bring it about that many people should be kept alive as they are to this day. So do not fear. I will provide for you and your little ones. Thus he comforted them and spoke kindly to them. This is the word of the Lord. So Jacob has died, and the first part of Genesis 50 is the long mourning period that not only Joseph and their brothers, but also the whole nation of Egypt go through to mourn the passing of Jacob. And they lay him to rest in the tomb of the patriarchs up there in Canaan. They lay him to rest with Abraham and with Isaac, his fathers. And as everyone returns back to Egypt, the brothers of Joseph, they are concerned. You know, they had done so much evil to him. He had every right, every reason to hate them and to want to get revenge on them. And so they cooked up a plan They made a scheme. They told a lie about their father asking him to bless them instead of punish them. And Joseph sees right through their lie. He knows their insecurity. He knows their fear. But the reality is Joseph does not operate as his brothers do. And so the final note of the book of Genesis is a reaffirmation of what has been the theme of Genesis since the very beginning. At the beginning of the book, we said that God is faithful even when his people is not. And Joseph affirms that to his brothers. And Joseph, again, here in this last chapter of Genesis, is a type of Christ. Verse 21, I have a red Cairo there marked again. Do not fear. I will provide for you and your little ones. And he comforted them and spoke kindly to them. Genesis as the opening book of the Bible is really set everything for us. And Joseph here in this last few chapters is a bright, shining type of Christ. The whole Bible from here on out is going to build up to the birth and the life of the Savior, but it's also looking forward to the very end of time when Christ is going to return and bring his people to be home with him. And here in this story, Joseph is that Christ-like figure who is caring for his brothers, loving his brothers, putting them up, prospering them, blessing them. And when Joseph dies, this age comes to a close. And there is a very large transition point that is mentioned in the last chapters of Genesis. And so we're going to read beginning in verse 22, the last few verses. So Joseph remained in Egypt, he and his father's house. Joseph lived 110 years. And Joseph saw Ephraim's children of the third generation, the children also of Machir and the son of Manasseh, were counted as Joseph's own. And Joseph said to his brothers, I am about to die, but God will visit you and bring you up out of this land to the land that he swore to Abraham, to Isaac, and to Jacob. And Joseph made the sons of Israel swear, saying, God will surely visit you, and you shall carry up my bones from here. So Joseph died, being 110 years old. They embalmed him, and he was put in a coffin in Egypt. 
Here, Joseph shows us how to die. His father's life ended with blessing to the sons. That would become the trajectory that each of these tribes is going to take as we continue our journey through the pages of Holy Scripture. Here, Joseph dies in absolute confidence that the nation of Israel is going to return to the land of Canaan. He fully believed in the promises that God had given to Abraham and to Isaac and to Jacob, his father. He is a true believer. Even though he doesn't know the Savior's name as we in New Testament times do, even though he doesn't know how it is that God is able to forgive those who have sinned against him, even as a just and a true and a perfect and a holy God who cannot tolerate sin, he doesn't know anything about the life of Christ or how Jesus is going to make that great exchange that opens heaven's doors to all of humanity. But he does know that God is faithful, that God has made him and his family many mighty and wonderful promises, and that there is hope, that there is life. There is light at the end of the tunnel of this dark life because God is a God of love and of mercy. He is a God who saves He is a God who redeems. He is a God who restores. And Joseph knew that first time in many ways during his earthly life. And it is that hope, it is that confidence that gives him the ability to close his eyes, not in fear, but in faith, knowing that God is going to continue to be faithful to his people. He is going to continue to lead them and guide them. Is there any way that Joseph could have known it would be 400 years later that Israel is going to return to the Holy Land? I don't think so. But he didn't need to know all of the specifics. He didn't need to know all of the details. All he needed to know was the character of God and the character of humanity and that God's will is going to prevail even when we don't understand how that is possible. That is the faith in which Joseph died. And it is the very same faith that we as New Testament Christians have in the God of salvation and the God who redeems and the God who saves. There are so many ways that we have it better even than the Old Testament saints because we know the specifics of how it is that God is going to accomplish his plan of salvation. But as we have continued to go through this story, we've labored very hard to make sure that we don't lose where we are for the end of the story. And I don't know about you and your family, but one of the things that we like to do as a family is simply to stream some favorite series And when I have to travel quite a bit and maybe gone for a few days or even a week's time from the family, I get really nervous that they're going to watch the episodes of the series ahead of me. And sometimes they do. And then I come home and they're watching uh, like three or four episodes down in a series that we were watching together. And I have to stop. Like I personally have to get out of the room. I have to go outside. I got to go feed the goats. I got to do something to keep me from seeing the end of the story from the beginning. Because I don't want to miss out on all of the steps along the way. I don't want to miss out on the excitement. I don't want to miss out on the heartbreak. And we are endeavoring to do that here in this podcast by not always going to the very end. But we always, of course, are conscious of the end, right? We know that there's going to be a happy ending eventually in these stories because we know how this whole life is going to end. But I hope that you have enjoyed in Genesis of walking through, walking with, journeying with the patriarchs and the prophets as they are watching God deliver them and rescue them. You know, their hurts were real. Their failings were real. They're very well documented for us in all of this so that we can find comfort 
and hope when we like they are struggling, when we like they are failing, when our families are stressed, when there is division, when there is betrayal, when all of the things that are part and parcel of this life are happening to us, we can walk through it with that same confidence and assurance that Joseph and his fathers had. Because the promises that God made as early as the opening chapters of the Bible, the promise he made to Adam and Eve that he would send them a savior, that he would send them the offspring, the virgin-born son who was going to redeem them by destroying sin, Satan, and death. That promise is playing out for these patriarchs. And they have that hope. They are saved by that hope that they had in the promise of the Savior. Clearly, they do not deserve God's mercy. They do not deserve God's love. If they deserved it, it wouldn't be mercy. There would be no reason for grace. They don't deserve it, and yet God gives it to them freely as a gift. And that is the overarching message of the book of Genesis, that God is faithful even when his people are not. And I think you could also make the case that isn't just the theme message for Genesis, but for the whole Bible. And so I don't know personally what it is that you find yourself struggling with right now. But everyone that I talk to, whether it's at home or in church or at work or in my travels as I'm working with churches around the country, is that everyone is struggling Everyone, in one way or another, is failing. And it is so hard for us sometimes. We feel so lonely because we live in a society that doesn't accept people being anything but perfect. And because of that, I think that the church actually makes that worse. And so we are guilty of walking around putting on that smiley Sunday morning face, right? How are you doing? Oh, great. Everything is wonderful. When deep down inside, people are hurting. You know, they're failing. They're struggling. They're they're, they're losing again and again and again in their battle against sin and temptation, and yet they don't feel free to share it. They don't feel comfortable to tell others about it. I want to encourage you as we wrap up Genesis to recognize that you're not the only one who is in that boat and that God has a plan for you, a purpose for you, and he is using you, and he is going to use these struggles, whatever they are, to bless you. And so we conclude our conversation of Genesis with Joseph being laid to rest and telling his sons as he dies, don't bury me here, take me back to Canaan. Because he knows by faith that God is going to deliver his people and he wants to be back where his fathers are buried. And so he dies in absolute assurance of God's love, God's redemption, and that God's plan is going to succeed no matter what. As Joseph closes his eyes in death, we close this podcast with our blessing. For all of you paper people listening, and I expect there are a few of you out there, especially since we are journaling our way through the Bible, if you would like to snail mail a letter or send a contribution, you can find our contact info, including our mailing address, at familybiblejourney.com. Our blessing for today. May you take the lesson of Genesis to heart and be assured of your place in God's family, knowing that God is faithful to you even when you are not faithful to him. Amen.